What is up, you wonderful, beautiful people of the world? This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it is going to be January 18th, 2023. Today is November 23rd. I've literally had to look at the calendar for that one, you guys. But November 23rd of 2022, I realized I want to start giving the dates because um, I've got a lot of podcast episodes on here and, uh, you know, there's a lot of content. I want you guys to know what time period, period you're in while you're listening, okay? So anyway, today I want to share with you guys something I was thinking about this morning. And really, I've been kind of thinking about the last few days, but it kind of fits in with a video I did yesterday and just, you know, a lot of things that are going on. And it's the practical side of God and the consequences of living apart from him. All right. And, you know, I guess really what provoked that is a couple conversations I've had with my husband, you know, about our desire to show people that God is practical and that we do need him on a daily basis. Like he's relevant, make God relevant again. Right. (laughs) And, uh, so I've been, I've been talking with him about that a lot, but then, you know, yesterday when I was doing my video, I realized that there's people out in the world that struggle to see the connection between God and government. They always say you can't mix God and politics. Everything is so completely separated. And, you know, so I was just thinking about it. You know, I was thinking about those comments. I was thinking about the disconnection that's going on. And then I thought about when God created mankind. Okay. And if you guys go back to the garden, it says that, you know, when when he made Adam and Eve and then they went against the knowledge of God, something happened, right? There was consequences for that. And now all of a sudden, you know, they realize they're naked, all this kind of stuff. They go and make fig leaves for themselves. Okay. To cover themselves. And then God ends up giving them an animal skin. Now, you guys, here's the thing about the Christian community. Sometimes we can make things really, really spiritual. And that's okay to a degree. But I'm here to make God relevant again, right? Let's make, let's see the practical side of God. Because if we don't see how practical God is, the world will never understand why they need him to begin with. Okay? So let's, let's take, let's just, let's, let's take this idea of God being practical all the way back to the beginning. Practical example. When Adam and Eve made fig leaves and they were naked, God never took the mandate away from them to rule and subdue the earth. That was still something they needed to do, right? There were still responsibilities they were to bear regardless if they were living in the garden or not, right? I mean, he's like, look, I still gave you the earth. Now it's just going to be harder for you. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't think it's practical for two people who literally have no clothes on to go out in a field with thorns and thistles with a freaking fig leaf on. And men, come on, let's be real. You're out there naked with a fig leaf. That's not practical. Do you think thorns would feel really good down there? Can we just ask the question? Okay, seriously. You guys know that would be so ridiculous. Um, God God thought the same thing. It's like, look. They, and here's the thing about human beings. We don't always understand the full weight and consequences of our decisions. They, Adam and Eve didn't even know what a freaking thorn was, so to speak. There was no thorns in the garden. There was nothing that was going to get in the way, right? That was going to cause them any kind of pain, right? They didn't know, they didn't have, you know? So it was like, it's, it's, it, by the sweat of your brow, now they got to go out there. God put an animal skin on them because an animal skin is a little more durable than a fig leaf. You may think that's really trivial. No, it's not. God is the God of practical wisdom. The reason people don't see God being practical is because we constantly take scriptures and, and we apply them. Yes, they're true in the sense that God covers us. You know, God, Jesus is the sacrificial lamb. He's the sacrifice. He's the offering. That's understood. 
But people are looking, be like, okay, God, that's cool. But I got things going on today, right? I got a life I'm supposed to live right now, you know? And, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, on Sunday, the pastor of the church me and my husband been going to twice a month, he, he mentioned this. And I've thought about this before. But he goes, you know, it's so crazy how we, we entrust God with our eternity, but we don't trust him with our daily life. And I'm like, duh, right? Not, not on his behalf, but it's like, that is, that's a relevant thing to consider. Here we are saying, God, you're going to save my soul, you know, kumbaya singing in the church, but you, you don't even believe that God's going to take care of you on the daily basis. Right. And that's where the rubber meets the road when it comes to following God. Because if you look at the Bible and those stories, it was all people just literally living out their daily lives with God and God taking them here and taking them there and, and providing for this and doing that. Okay. Back in the day, it was different in the sense that people literally knew that they needed God's help, you know, and let's, let's also remember this. People were also really reliant on their families and their communities for survival. So dependency was not seen as a bad thing back in the day. It was a necessity to survive. These days, people don't really depend on their community and their people, right? Their families to, to help them or support in that way. You know, um, people, people have become very disconnected, right? So we don't, it's hard for us to appreciate, you know, maybe the lives that they lived before because we're not in the same situations they were in. By the grace of God, you guys, we don't struggle like they used to, right? Let's be honest. I don't know many people out there that are out building their own houses. If you are, you got lots and lots of money. <laughs> Does that make sense? These days, you can't just go out on a piece of land, you know, to cut the trees down, do your own thing. You now you have to buy permits and all this BS in order for you to actually live off your land, right? But you guys get what I mean? There's a lot of things that we have the blessings of from someone else's labor that we don't have to do. But the point is, is God is very practical and we have to start seeing that, that side of him. We're always going to view him as irrelevant and he's just like this spirit in the sky that doesn't care. That's not true, right? Like I said yesterday, any thoughts that come into your mind, and again, Let's go back to the basics of just understanding how to identify God within us in terms of if you have his Holy Spirit, right? I'm not talking about this woohoo new age spiritualism crap. I'm talking about if you have the Holy Spirit, you should be able to identify the spirit that's in you. We talk about the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, you know, uh, self-control. But it's, it's more than that or it's more simpler than that, right? You have to be able to identify the thoughts that are going to produce those things. That is why God tells you to constantly guard your thoughts. God will talk to you, talk to you. He, 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 he reveals himself to us through the thoughts that we have in our minds. That's why number one, let's be honest. Not all the thoughts we have are ours. Some of them are trash. Have you guys ever had thoughts pop in your mind and you're like, dude, where did that even come from? It doesn't align with your values. It doesn't align with what you want to do. Um, sometimes in a state of mind that you're in, right? If you're struggling or stressful, things can go to A to Z in your mind. You can be like, start thinking about one stressful event and then all of a sudden your whole life is is stress and all these different scenarios right all these different thoughts running through your head um and uh there are there are other times where it's like you know you are thanking the lord and you're getting new ideas and, and maybe that you know you're, you're, you're the creativity is flowing or whatever you know um you're excited about what's going on in your life uh you know you're making progress right there's going to be different thoughts associated with that and we got to learn to identify the thoughts in our mind that are governing our lives. And that's why I told you guys, I think it was just the other day, I had a revelation a few years ago that your God is the knowledge that you live by. Think about that. Have you guys ever sat back and asked yourself what knowledge is governing your life? And wasn't that the knowledge of the serpent that kicked Adam and Eve out? And, and here's the thing, it's so subtle to see the knowledge of the serpent 
because he used the understanding of Adam and Eve to lead them out. That's the thing too. That's why the Lord says you can't lead on your own understanding. He used the fact, he used their ignorance, right? He's like, hey, if you eat from that tree, you know what? Y'all ain't gonna die. You ain't gonna die. You're gonna be like God knowing good from, you're gonna be like God knowing good from evil. Number one, they had no idea what evil was because it hadn't even occurred. Number two, they lacked the revelation. They were already made in the image of God. And if I'm telling you guys, your lack of revelation will be the very thing the enemy uses to manipulate you. And how does he manipulate us? What does he use? Like, come on, let's talk about that practically speaking, right? Let's make Christianity practical. He's a liar. Do you guys know what a liar is? You guys ever experienced liars? Have you ever been a liar, <laughs> right? I've lied totally, especially as a kid, right? I don't want to get in trouble, you know? But you guys get what I mean? The reason that people can't see God or even the enemy is because they don't recognize the mechanisms that are used for both. What does God use? He uses truth. You guys like truth? Who doesn't like truth? Is that practical? Come on, I don't even, do I really gotta ask these questions, you guys, come on. I'm just trying to paint a picture, okay? Truth is practical, it's needed. That's what we're trying to establish, right? In everything, you, you, you take somebody to court, what's the judge, what's the jury and the judge and everyone else looking for? The truth, what's the evidence? What are lies? Anything that goes against the truth, okay? So that's how it works. And, and Jesus already said, he said, the devil is the father of lies and he only speaks from his own resources. So that's another way to identify a liar. They only speak from their own resources. They're not willing to look at any other perspective. They speak from their own resources. They don't even test their arguments. You guys ever get around somebody who, um, you know, is so bent on one, a one track mind and then they will attack you like your character or, you know, as a human being because um, really they're insecure in what they think, but that's a whole nother conversation. The point is, is God is practical. His words are practical. And what he brings is practical. Truth, uh, helpful things that we need to survive. An animal skin for Adam and Eve at the time was practical and it was great. Um, let's also talk about the fact that how many people can testify if you're a Christian and you know, you're seeking the Lord or whatever, or you start seeking the Lord, you identified an area of your life that had a hole in it, right? You were struggling somewhere. And then all of a sudden you start praying and asking God to help you. And then resources start coming into your life. It could be people, right? Giving you information to help you solve a problem. Is that not practical? That is from God. God gives us solutions to problems. That is practical. That's what he does because we're gonna deal with problems, you guys. Why is that? We ate from the tree, the knowledge of good and evil. Now we got things to deal with. We got things to sort through, but God will help us do that. So that's practical. Anyway, so I wanted to also highlight, how can you identify a person who is, you know, the consequences of someone living apart from him, right? Cause like I said, there's this contention I've noticed with people. If you try to bring God and government together, people go ballistic. Now, let me tell you a really quick story. When I started daily encouragement, back at the end of 2017. And you guys forgive me, like I have a headache right here on the side of my head. So um, if I like close my eyes, it feels so much better. <laughs> but um, in 2017, I started daily encouragement. And um, you know, I started getting contacted from people who wanted to help me build my brand. I, they called a ministry. You guys, I hate saying ministry. It feels cringy, but it is what it is, right? I just got to accept what it is. So people who wanted to help me build my ministry, build my brand, 
And they knew at the time that, you know, after things started happening in 2020, I started realizing some things and I started speaking out about how I felt about what the government was doing and this or that. And the people who offered to help me were like, Ashley, you can't do that. If you're trying to build a brand, you cannot be talking to people about where you stand on things because, you know, you're going to mess everything up. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I said, well, then I don't need your help. I said, I, I thank you for that. But I was like, here, here's how I saw it. If you live in a country, right, and you're trying to start your own brand and your own business, but you have a government that's coming against those things, what the hell is the point of starting a business or building a brand if your government is going to infringe upon it? At that point, it doesn't matter what you do. You have to be involved at that point, right? So the situation called me to be involved because of what I'm trying to do with my life. And that's how you know you need to be involved in government is when government starts literally interfering with what you're trying to do. You know, what, what are our natural rights, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the unalienable rights that were given to us by God. And we have, we have to be able to identify times when those things are being infringed upon by people, right? I mean, that's who hurts us anyway. Who, that's who blesses us and hurts us, people. And uh, so, you know, I remember getting that, that counsel from them and I said, no, I can't do that. I said, if people like it, cool. If they don't, that's not my problem. I'm here because I believe God wants me to do this. And, uh, you know, I also believe that God has given us the United States and there's a certain way of thinking that was established, that established a government, right? That's practical. Don't we need a government? And it, and it gave people the ability to live out what he intended in the garden, to have freedom, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, be sovereign. Make decisions for your own life, rule and subdue. That's beautiful. And I think all the world should be experiencing that because every human being is made in the image of God and that's what he wants. But now we've got a whole nother problem. And this is where we're gonna start talking about the other half of this. So before we get into, you know, the consequences of living apart from God, let's go to Isaiah one really quick, you guys, okay? I got some scripture in there I wanna share with you. And um, let me see here, let's go to Isaiah one. Okay, so it says, this is verse 16. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, semicolon. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good, semicolon. What's God mean by that when he says learn to do good? Anytime you see a semicolon in something, it's breaking down what it means more. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Now, does that not sound like practical ways that God wants us to be in our world and our society? Do you guys see why God and government go hand in hand? We're talking about things that we're all concerned about. Justice, oppressors, fatherless, widows, right? We care about those people. We care about those situations. It's practical. It's what humans do. We're made in the image of God. And he's telling us to deal with these things. But then he goes, check this out. Come, come now and let us reason together. Did you guys know that God wants you to reason with him? I told you guys just yesterday, you know, we need to know how to reason. That's important. That's a skill. Did you know that the justice system is dependent upon someone's reasoning? A jury is supposed to reason evidence. And if you've got generations of people who don't know how to reason, it's kind of scary when you think about it, right? I, I think so. Anyway, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, though they be white as snow, they, uh, though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Praise the Lord. Who does not want that? I want to eat the good of the land. Yes, Lord. Give me that. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. And I talked to you guys about that yesterday. But the reason that this is important 
People don't think, oh, I don't, my sins don't need to be forgiven. Who cares? You want to know why your sins need to be forgiven? Because that's going to give you the authority to seek justice, learn to do good, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, and plead for the widow. How many people, how many people, let's ask the question. How many people, when you talk to them about, hey, what do you want to do with your life? What dent do you want to leave on the world? Right? Now, sometimes it's hard for people to think that way. Like if you're if your four walls aren't secure, so to speak, if you're struggling to get food, keep you, keep your bills paid, you ain't even thinking about that crap. You're like, bro, I gotta feed my family, I gotta keep the roof over the head, right? But once those things are established, it frees up your mind to be like, okay, you know what? You, we, we naturally as humans wanna grow and progress. So your mind's gonna be like, okay, you know what the next thing I wanna do is? I wanna do this or that. Maybe you think about the impact you wanna leave in your children's life, the impact you wanna leave in your community, the world, the country, whatever. Some people don't do that though, because they're like, oh man, I'm such a piece of crap, I'm such a sinner. You guys ever hear that? All the excuses we make for ourselves. I'm so worthless. You guys know what that is? That's condemnation. That's why you need Jesus Christ to forgive you. So you have a clean slate. He's like, okay, cool, bro. I took care of everything. You have no excuse now to go out to learn to do good. Well, how would you do that? Seek justice, uh, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. You guys can do all those things now. We can in practical ways. Has anybody ever needed to get justice in their life? Has anybody ever been oppressed, right? And, and, and oppression, it can be in practical ways. It can be in relationships. <laughs> I mean, relationships, that's the most, that was, you're gonna experience the most oppression in relationships through people because it all comes through people. Now, it, and it can start with relationships in your own home, but then you can deal with oppression, not just in your own home. You can deal with it in your work life. You can deal with it in the world, go through governments. So there is not an area that this stuff is not relatable to. Anybody know anybody who's been fatherless? Have you ever been fatherless or your father's ever been involved in your life? Not mine. Hell no. Just saying. Okay, defend the widow. Anybody know somebody whose husband's died and their life is and their life is hard? Have you ever gone through that? I'm sure there's tons of people out there, you guys. This is practical stuff. And this is why the world needs God's people to wake up to their, their function and purpose and the grace God has in their life and stop living in the, oh, woe is me. I'm so worthless. No, you're not. God died for you so you could walk in the authority, so you could look, li literally dig into the soul of your own life. And this is a plug for my book, okay? Nuggets of Truth. You can dig into the soul of your own life, okay? Start uncovering your own burdens, your own issues. Let God heal you. And as a result of being healed in your life, you start behaving and acting and feeling much different. I say this all the time. We behave differently when we're, when we're sick than when we're healthy. When you're sick, you don't have the same desires, the same energies you do when you're healthy. Like right now, you guys, I got a headache right here on the side of my head. Ugh, I know that's, I'm like, Lord, give me the strength today. It's gonna interfere with some things, you know? But you guys get what I'm saying? We, we, we are so much different. So once you get those things dealt with, now you have a fresh new energy. Um, you're, you have, you're a completely different person. Now you start figuring out bigger things. What do I wanna do? What, am I, what are my strengths? What are my talents? And that's why um, I really hope that once this contract gets paid off, you guys will get my devotional nuggets of truth because I walk you guys through my own story with this. I'm trying to literally make God practical for you guys, okay? Because he's practical for me. Completely changed my life. I got so many stories I could tell you guys. But anyway, let's move on here, you guys, because I've only got a couple more minutes and I want to make sure I um, cover this. Okay, so we talked about that. So then I looked up oppressor because he goes, he goes, rebuke the oppressor, right? So I was like, okay, let's talk about that real, real quick. So what's oppression? Subject to unjust hardship, tyranny. Ooh, okay, what's tyranny? Absolute power, arbitrary or unjustly administered. Despotism, and we're gonna get into that. So tyranny, absolute power. What's power? 
You guys know what power is? I'm gonna give you a real practical example. I learned this when I was reading, um, what is it, Brene Brown's book. What's, what's the name of that book that she wrote? Um, I can't think of it right now, you guys. Um, 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 you guys, it, it's escaping me right now. I'll share it with you probably Friday or something. But I read one of her books and she was talking about Martin Luther King gave this definition of power and I think it's great. And it's basically your ability to affect change. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that so practical when you think about it? It's like, wow, I have, I have the ability to affect change. When you're under tyranny, they have absolute power to affect change. Have they not affected change upon your life the last couple years, people? Let's talk about it. Think about all the changes people have endured under, you know, the last couple years, right? But anyway, that's tyranny, okay? Um, tyrannical, harsh, despotic. And these words, did you guys know I was going to get a copy of my Declaration of Independence because I've been memorizing that. Oh, you guys, I got a new podcast that just dropped today. It's like, it's called Is Truth Irrelevant? because of someone's behavior to it. You guys got to check this podcast episode out. It was fire, seriously. Um, it, it, it landed on my page, I think at 9.15 this morning, I scheduled it. So you guys go back and listen to that. But in the declaration, it talks about despotism, okay? It means absolute power. Like they're totally against it. This is why, and it, at the very end, I'll say this, it says with a firm reliance on divine providence, so everyone else out there who wants to act like God and government don't go hand in hand, that's bull crap. If you get a, if you get a practical view of God, if you literally read the Bible, and as I said before, sometimes when we read the Bible, we filter it through our own understandings or what someone else says, and we can find ourselves imprisoned by the Word of God. If you are finding yourselves imprisoned by the Word of God, I have been there. I've been in churches who've done it. I've listened to people, and I so I can understand how sometimes just telling somebody to read the Word of God can kind of like seem a little, I guess the word trite, I don't know if that's the right word, but it's like, Oh, okay, read the word. How many people have read it? And they're like, I'm still not getting anywhere. I, I understand. I want you to read it though um, with the help of the Holy Spirit. What I'm saying is God's in you. Ask questions. Lord, what does this mean? If you're reading it and you find yourself frustrated, you're like, I don't know. What? I just read you the scripture in Isaiah. He goes, come, let us reason together. Again, learn to identify God's thoughts in you. The aha moments, the new perspective. If you have the Holy Spirit, I'm not talking to anybody who just you know, all this or that. Look, everybody on the planet is made in the image of God. Whether you got the spirit of God or not, he made you, boom, point blank. Now, whether you want to be made in his image, meaning he gives you his spirit and you learn to submit, right? Cause that's what we got to do. It says we're supposed to subdue the earth. And we we give we give the authority of God. We take God's authority, we get underneath his authority. We learn to live underneath of it, right? God's influence, That's what that's what it means. We learn to be influenced by God and then we influence the world with how God's influenced us. That's how we subdue the world. All right. So anyway, um, despotism, absolute power. Okay. That's tyranny. That's what the founding fathers were referring to in the declaration of independence, which is absolute tyranny. Totally against it. They're like, if you guys experience it, it is your duty to overthrow it. I'm going to get my butt back on here and do another video discussing everything I just said about that one time, because I think it's important. So, uh, what does he say? That's what it was. Sorry, you guys. Um, 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 rebuke the oppressor. You're supposed to rebuke the oppressor. That means we are supposed to go against the oppressor. We are supposed to go against the ones who are bringing absolute tyranny. Oh, and let's talk about arbitrary really fast, just in case, because I didn't know what it meant. I'm just being real. If I don't know what something means, I'll just look it up. I'm not afraid to admit my, my ignorance because that will help me not be manipulated by people or situations or circumstances or anyone else or anything else, right? I can ask questions. 
a lot of people don't do that. Have you, you guys remember being in school and you didn't know what something meant? You're like doing math or whatever. And you're like, dude, I don't get it. And you didn't want to ask because people were going to call you dumbass or something or think you were stupid, right? Like nobody wants to be criticized. And uh, you know what? If there's anybody on my page who's criticizing you guys, I apologize for that. I know that there's people out there who are just straight rude, you know, um, just got to ignore them. You know, I do. I have deleted people. I have blocked people on my page. If you call me a cunt or a hoe or a bitch or anything like that, you're out, bro. No, if you're talking to me like that, you are getting blocked 100% guaranteed. And if you're super just abusive to other people, I'm going to block you as well. I don't care. That That is not cool. That's not welcome. Anyway, I got to move on with this really quick, you guys, because I've only got like five minutes left. So let's really, let's talk about the other side of it. The consequences of living apart from him. So as I was thinking about all that this morning, <laughs> this other verse popped in my mind, okay? Because I was talking to the Lord about all this this morning. I got up, I had some things in my mind. I'm just talking out loud, making the coffee, like, man, Lord, you know, this and that and all this stuff was just kind of started downloading. And I was like, all right, I know what I'm going to talk about today, right? That's where I get my inspiration from, you guys, is my own conversations with the Lord every single day. So check this out. This is Romans chapter two. It says, uh, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew and also for the Greek. I, I, I got to do a video on this sometime. For in the righteousness of God, okay, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Okay, let's move on. Check this out. And this is, you guys, give me a minute. I know sometimes listening to people read scripture is super boring, but this is relevant. So just bear with me for like two minutes, okay? For the wrath of God is revealed against heaven. Okay, hold on, you guys. I totally read that wrong. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. Y'all better be thankful tomorrow's Thanksgiving, right? But, because, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Yet professing to be wise, they became fools. Let's move on here. Verse 24. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Let's move on here. 26. So now they're doing that. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. We could talk, we, like I said, I could totally do another video on this whole thing. Let's move on here. Verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain, okay, and even as they did not like to retain in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. Guess what? When you live apart from God or you have this attitude of we don't need him, guess what? You get to experience the consequences of a debased mind. You guys want to hear the fruit of a debased mind? Here's some practical consequences of someone who has a debased mind. Check this out. And I'll tell you guys what debased means in just a minute. I'm pretty sure I wrote this down. Okay. Uh, to do things which are not fitting. Okay. Let's list. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, interesting, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, 
not only do the not only do the same things, but also approve of those who practice them. Anyway, see that list of who we become if we decide we don't want to retain the knowledge of God and we think it's worthless and stupid and pointless and why do we need God and government together and oh my God, we don't need God. All right, guess what you get? The very things that you hate. You see that? You get what you hate when you despise the knowledge of God. Boom. All right. So, I think I put it on here. Maybe I did not. Yes, I did. Debased. And I got to get off here. I only got like a minute left. To lower in character, purity or value. God will allow you to live in a low... He will let, allow you to live in the consequences of a mind that wants to act like his knowledge is no good and we don't need him. You'll have a debased mind to lower in character. Excuse me, guys. My nose is kind of running a little bit. It's cold in my house. So... How do you guys feel about people who are lower in character? Do they benefit your life? Liars, proud people, disrespectful, all this list. Read Romans 1, or I think that was 2. Okay, read Romans, I think it was 1. Go ahead, read Romans 1 and 2, right? Why not? Um, how do you guys feel about people who are low in character? Do they bless your life? Are they a joy to be around? Anybody got people in your family you're gonna be around Thanksgiving tomorrow who have, you know, have, who have a debased mind in that way? Right? They're super bitter, hate everything, like cynics, miserable people to be around. Anyway, you guys, that is it. That is all I have for you guys today. I hope this was helpful. I thank you guys for all the support on my page and, uh, you know, listening to this podcast. You guys, a new one just dropped today. You guys be sure to go check it out. It, it was really good. I started listening to it before, my, before I did my workout today. And I was like, man, round of applause, Ash. Though I did miss a line in the Declaration of Independence, I was like, uh, re rehearsing it for you guys and I listened to it and I was like oh crap I missed the one anyway I better get off here you guys thank you guys for listening to the podcast thank you wisdom app you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving and I will talk to you next time